0: you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, and this is Locked on Mizzou, your destination for partisan Missouri Tigers football and basketball talk five days a week. And for the second day in a row, I'm joined by Blake Stark, and today we're going to talk about our most hated opposing players from a Missouri football and basketballs fan and our years as fans. But first, you know what? Speaking of hated I want to talk here at the top about the egregious NCAA, yes, that's right, egregious NCAA violations that are being handed down against Kansas. But also, you know what, i got to remind you all, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. So Blake... Kansas, what do you think? They're gonna finally go down here. Five level one violations.
1: <laughs> oh man, this is the sweetest vindication and validation of what we've been saying for years. Ever since what Roy Roy knocked narc, out Norm back in the day for doing the same stuff, right? And got got us in trouble back then. Yeah. And they've been doing this blatantly forever, all the way back to Danny Manning and the paid for miracles and all that. <laughs> man, you this know is it's such a sweet sweet thing to see.
0: It, it's. I want to get excited, but I I, kind of can't. And the reason I want to get excited, obviously, level one violations, that is the highest level. It's not like, oh, well, level one, that's down in the basement. No, that's up at the penthouse, actually. That's murder one. Yeah, those violations, can each one of them, in fact, can carry up to four years of a postseason ban, then various sorts of recruiting limits and scholarship reductions that could last up to ten years. At the same time, I don't know, history tells me that, they only give the death penalties to the SMU type programs. They don't give them to the Kansas basketball type programs.
1: Well, I mean, SMU <laughs> was kind of a glory program back in the day. Nah, when they not them, really. Right? Not I mean, really. They,
0: were... they had their glory years the nineteen eighties, but then those like three years in the eighties were great. You know, they had some you know, okay moments in the sixties under Hayden Fry, but for the most part, no, they're not like Texas or even Texas A yeah. and M or anything like that.
1: I know it's funny that two guys that are pretty veh- veh- vehemently opposed to the death penalty being <laughs> applied by the government individuals <laughs> are right. so in favor of the death penalty right. applied We're, to KU basketball. Yes, body. Blake and I are
0: very much of the zero <laughs> aggression principle, unless it's applied to Kansas yeah. Jayhawks, as you'll as you'll later realize as we break down our our most one, hated. Players. One of the
1: best things about this, if you if you read into it a little bit, is the NCAA's wording is is fantastic with egregious, but. They also hit the football team with with a lot of these allegations as well. And KU absolutely copped to everything on the football side. <laughs> totally fell on their sword on the football side. They'd throw the football team under the, under the bus. Destroy everything right. that those guys will have done, which is basically nothing. But right. anyway. Meanwhile, but the d- basketball team. Then deny team. everything categorically that the basketball team has done. It's so funny and so transparent.
0: Yeah, no, that is utterly transparent and just – utterly classic it's vintage bill self you might say i mean just just good stuff i love it i really do but you know what moving on from ku here for just a moment and back to the hardwood actually you know just to uh put a little bow on our anton brookshire brookshire i haven't decided how to pronounce it yet talk from yesterday the uh the guard from kickapoo new mizzou verbal commitment you know i gotta say i Leaving the room, I thought, was I a little bit too optimistic on that kid? I mean, we j- the news had just broken. We just talked about it. But honestly, looking at uh, the other reactions of people on the Mizzou beat, I'm feeling even even uh, better than I thought I was yesterday about the whole deal.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, it would be nice if, if Kickapoo could get something, like a little pipeline going, because Kickapoo to the zoo works about as well as Lou to the zoo. That's right. It's I mean, a nice I mean, rhyme, isn't I mean, it? You constantly get some hashtags going for that. But, yeah. Yeah, I agree. The kid, he looks, he looks the part, and... Um, you know, I did watch the huddle, so I, I got to see some more footage and not just of a single game. Where right. you know, anybody could be hot for one game, um, you know. I think didn't Josh Cronkey have a game where he hit six threes for us or something like that? Like sure. that, that film would look great, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it the the kid's game looks like it it holds up and translates, and I you got to be excited by his ability to create a, create space and create a shot.
0: Yeah, once again, it'll just be be nice to have somebody who can shoot and I think it it was maybe Sam Snelling over at Rock M said he's the the kind of guy especially if you've got six spots that you need to to fill uh, kind of the right guy you want to start your class with somebody who you know borderline top 150 guy depending on how tall he is I've seen him listed anywhere from 5'10 to 6'2 so you know just a good solid player to start with and somebody who Obviously, we offered him, you know, three days ago. He accepted the offer yesterday, basically within 48 hours. Nice to see somebody who obviously wanted to be a Tiger, too, right?
1: Yep, a high school player that wants to be a Tiger. Yeah,
0: exactly. We we definitely need as many of those as we can get, for sure. Oh, by the way, Blake, speaking of more Mizzou recruiting news, it sounds like Missouri is after Kobe Brown's brother. I don't know if you heard that, but Caleb Brown looks like he's a target of the Tigers as well. And, you know, speaking of kind of late bloomers it sounds like he's a bit like his brother Kobe and a bit of a late grower as well he's shot up to six foot six now not quite as tall as Kobe but sounds like he may even have more guard skills and then we then we heard his dad maybe throw a little bit of cold water on the idea saying that well you know Caleb's always been a little different than Kobe when if he decides that he likes red then he likes blue that type of deal so not nev- definitely not a definite that he's going to come to Mizzou, but just thought that was an interesting thing to to throw out there. He's got some high major offers like Ole Miss too, so I mean he's an interesting guy to look at.
1: Yeah, um, you'd assume he'd have a similar level of like a skill set because they're going to grow up playing against each other, and they're both uh, their dad's a coach, right? Probably right, a pretty prominent coach. So um, yeah, those, down the, in Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are the guys you you'd like to have on your roster, and I think you know one could be attracted to black and the other could be attracted to gold. They're, oh, there you, you go. Know, they're sort of now. there's a good different twist. end of the spectrum like there, right?
0: Very nice. Nicely played there, Blake, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> and speaking of guys named Kobe, I think man, you're going to get a lot of Kobes over the next few years with, you know, the, the late-grade Kobe Bryant having being you know, came into the league in, what 96, and now these these kids, obviously, they're going to all get the Kobe names. They're just coming hard and fast. Well, Kobe Bufkin, a player from Michigan, Missouri's after him. It sounds like they're in the, – the word is, I'm getting through the tea leaves, is that Missouri's in solid shape for him. But, as usual, it's tough to pluck guys out of Michigan if either the Wolverines or the Spartans want them. So, if we can somehow – maybe if he's a lower priority than those guys, maybe we can scoop him up.
1: Yeah, I think Michigan – you know, obviously, being coached by Juwan Howard now is sort of in that building Fab Fives sort of mentality. So I think he's, I think he's, he's going to, for the even higher recruits. He, yeah, you're I think he's trying to hit headline classes, and and he's a newer coach, so I don't. Yeah. you know, I would worry more about a worry more about Michigan State maybe Izzo, in the situation Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo, obviously has been there for a long time and, and knows how to construct a a roster of of players that aren't necessarily you know all five star guys. He's really good at finding guys that are. You know, three, three, and four star guys that he can put where he, where he, where he uses them and builds great cohesive teams out of it. So I would think maybe be more worried about the Spartans in that situation than the Wolverines because I don't know if I feel like Juwan Howard is playing up to like the the rivals crowd and, and the star chasing crowd somewhat with with the way he's going up there. That's yeah. just a, that's just a feeling that I have.
0: Well, that's an interesting thought and, and may make some sense for him considering you know he's got some early cachet here for sure. Why not go for it? I mean, that, that actually makes some sense to me. But speaking of things that make sense, you know, sometimes you just need something tasty, even when you're watching your weight, trying to be a health-conscious type person. And that's why when I'm looking for a treat, I've these days I'm reaching for a Built Bar. And you know what's great about Built Bars? It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with 16 amazing flavors, all of them chocolate-centric half of them nut nut varieties, half of them nut free, but every single one once again covered in 100% chocolate. And once again, these built bars, great for the health conscious person. One of my favorites is the peanut butter brownie, but also the mint brownie, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar and only 5 net carbs. So go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off. Your first order. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Coming up, our most hated players of all time. Well, Blake, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're just going to spitball here. What the heck? I've actually got a monitor up here in our studio. I was going to throw up some pictures of these guys, just throw them in the old Google machine, just to kind of jog our memory in a little bit. And In fact, I figured we'd start with maybe some of the obvious KU guys and well for whatever reason I've got Jeff Boshi plugged into my google search here so let's just start with him and this picture of Jeff Boshi I have pulled up now I've noticed there are some other pictures that's a more modern picture of him still with the very punchable face but you know he's actually got a nice hairline there but see I'm remembering the skinhead Jeff Boshi that's a guy who looks like I can't tell if he's got a
1: mixtape or if he's about to go deer hunting maybe both. What do you think? <laughs> I, I agree, and how's, that's a carry. I don't care what, I don't care what channel, <laughs> what, what planet you're on. I'll put it, these, I'll put these pictures up on Instagram. You're, by unless the way. you're playing at uh, at Kansas, I guess at the at the Friendly confines, you can't dribble the ball over your head like that. That's right. I don't know what was it about Jeff Boshy
0: that I, I think it was mostly the skin hair. I really think that was it.
1: Yeah, and the fact that he's one of those annoying white Kansas guys that was there for seven years somehow. Right, You've it did seem there. that way. No, for sure it did. I can't believe he made the cover of dick vitale's college basketball issue yeah I mean, he was a pain in the ass but the, he wasn't the esp in the magazine yeah, he, special He, he here was never the headline guy though. right just the most irritating one right uh
0: well absolutely and you know another guy i always hated mostly because i thought he sucked and he played for kansas was greg Ostertag? there was just something about that guy that just bothered me i mean just look at his face he's just not an attractive human being
1: no do he looks like a like a Forty-five-year-old Russian mob enforcer when he's in college, like what? What is that? That's not a. That's not an eighteen-year-old man.
0: He does look like he could be from the Eastern Bloc for sure. Yeah. Where is he from? I wonder. I have no uh, who idea. Who cares? We're not. We're not going that. We're not going that deep looks, on our. He analysis looks younger. Here. He
1: looks younger in his jazz pictures than he does in his Ku pictures.
0: Oddly enough, he does. Why is that? Maybe the longer hair, I guess. But here he is playing for the Legends. I don't know who that is, but anyway, yeah, I just remember. I remember one time, uh, Greg, or I'm sorry, Bill Walton was calling a Utah Jazz game. Some people hate Bill Walton on the call. I happen to be a fan, but basically, Steve Snapper Jones was just like, "Why are you so hard on Oster Tag?" And then finally, at some point. <laughs> Ostertag just throws a simple outlet pass after getting a rebound, and Walton goes, "What an outlet pass by Ostertag!" <laughs> I don't know, just one of my favorite Walton moments of all time. He's just really neither here nor
1: there. He's just your prototypical big, K, big Ku stiff. You know that that they just have sometimes. Who was the guy that they and the type
0: of player that doesn't exist in the NBA anymore? By the way, these huge, stiff, seven foot can't really move or play centers. Who,
1: who's the guy that they got that? Uh, they Came down to them and Duke for him a couple years ago, several years ago, and he's just big, stiff, white guy that wasn't. Jeff Withey? It uh, wasn't Withy. Whithie was Withy's a special case. He, I agree with you. I see him on the list there, and I was going to bring him up too. <laughs> for some reason, nothing was more like satisfying to me than the, in the 2012 season when Kim English just shuts Jeff Withey down. Kim English at six six, and Jeff Withey at seven feet. You know, and his. Basket or his volleyball player finesse and all this stuff and and he gets absolutely shut down by Kim English in, in Missouri. You know, like I think he had like two points and two rebounds or something. Like Kim English did an incredible job on this guy who's a half a foot taller than him, right? And Kim's the an undersized four.
0: Yeah, like, no, he definitely had some
1: team defense
0: help there, but yeah, Missouri did a really good job on him, and it just shows you. You can be seven feet tall almost, but if you don't really have any back to the basket wiles, it doesn't really matter that much. If you can't make the mouse in the house pay, what, what does it matter how tall yeah, you just, are on offense? And you just
1: can't be. He was soft. I mean, right. he was tissue soft. He's seven right. feet tall, but just tissue soft. This guy, I'm going to maybe kind of. Scott Pollard. I'm going to maybe kind of disagree with you <laughs> on Scott Pollard. I didn't like him at KU. Obviously, I hated him when he was at Kansas, but he got so weird in the NBA that I started to like him. Like with his weird hair, and he like turned all goth and strange. Well, you see, when
0: he started when he started painting his nails, you know, I feel like that was uh, trans cultural appropriation, and I find that deeply (laughs) problematic. Quite honestly,
1: I just thought he just he was just an interesting character study at that point. But you know, he's hugging Paul Pierce there, which makes me hate him just for sharing any positive emotions with with that guy. I, he's sort of like the like Cherokee Parks for me. I, I could have taken in him leaving him as a dude, but then he got so weird in the NBA that I was just like fascinated by what these guys have turned into.
0: Well, you know, speaking of somebody you may have gotten a little more grudging respect. I in college, I just remember not liking Paul Pierce mostly because I felt like he was overrated. I felt, for most of his career, I was like, is this guy even that good? You know, 97, he didn't play particularly well in that famous double OT game in the Hearn Center. But then by the time, I think it was his junior year, Mizzou, that team didn't make the tournament. But they did make it all the way to the Big 8 tournament final. And Pierce just went off and had 40-plus against Mizzou. And I was like, in that game, I finally realized... Oh wait, he is pretty good. And then that that draft that that June when he went tenth overall, I I turned it around. I was going he went tenth overall. I was like, what are you people doing? So a guy I definitely learned to grudgingly respect as a pro.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Even I hate him <laughs> even more today than I did when he was at Kansas. Just look, he, he's just a tough person to look at. He is. He's, he's, a, he's he an is. ugly human. Look at those stupid oversized T-shirts under his Kansas jerseys. Look at that dunk. Look how you know, the awkward cha- and weird it is Look at the champion logo
0: there. on it. The champion has come all the way back, by the way. Champion is
1: once again cool. And then his you know, his legendary having to get carried off the court, screaming and crying. And then that was in, tough. In and, and, oh, and a wheelchair. A wheelchair, right? wheelchair in the NBA And then he finals. comes back, what, five minutes later and plays? Yeah, that was like, tough. I mean, come on. This guy is a, just a miserable person. And now that for some <laughs> reason ESPN, I can't watch any of their basketball stuff because they put his face on there with the world's worst facial hair. The guy's like forty years old. He has, he's he looks like the Beefs and Buttheads episode where they cut their pubes off and glued them to their face. It's and he has no good takes. He's awful. I have no idea why that he's, he's yeah he he's not good. At he isn't speaking. great on ESPN. Get him out of here. I hated those Celtics teams just because of him. I, 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 I don't. I would take away Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen's championships even though I like those guys just because they're associated. Look at that guy.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Fair enough. He did he did survive a stabbing, so good for him. But other than that, not a huge fan. Speaking of, by the way, speaking of uh, of looks, Adonis Jordan. Now, come on, remember that guy? I think he played eighty nine to ninety three. I mean, was he that good looking for his for his parents to call him Adonis? See, what you're really saying, the dad and mom are basically saying, we're really good looking, so our our kids got to be just remarkable. Look at this dude. See particularly good looking.
1: Yeah, I don't. They set the bar not pretty high it. for pretty high for that guy.
0: Adonis. It, it's it's here he is in modern days. Like you know, he's not like ugly or anything. You but. don't
1: often see <laughs> you don't often see the uh, dipping down into you know Greek mythology to to na- for a namesake for a strong for a college basketball player. Strong, move, you know. I love that, it. <laughs> that's yeah. They they really went for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like we can kind of throw the Morris twins and Thomas Robinson into one thing because apparently Thomas Robinson lived with the Morris twins at one point. Yeah. So apparently it was a nice, the only nice thing the Morris twins have ever done was taking in Thomas Robinson after his mom died in, in college. But you know what? Thomas, I feel bad for your uh, the whole mom thing. I still don't like you because of that foul. That egregious – let's use that oh word God. again. That egregious foul at the end of that 2012 KU game in Lawrence. You I won't. think I think uh, Phil Pressey's ears are still ringing after you, that one.
1: You mean T-Sob T- and Krishan? Yeah, right? <laughs> when they uh. ball in their eyes at that, it, that was, that was gratifying. But, yeah, that, that foul is awful. The Morris twins, the more I are are deplorable humans, and I think they've demonstrated that throughout their you know behavior. Uh, you know, in the yeah, league, just by you all just, accounts, more yeah, Twins are bad people. Yeah, just just yeah. bad people and gross, just bad. And I don't understand how they're still in the league. I, the guy can I mean, they can shoot a little bit. Yeah, they're
0: both ball stoppers too. Not fun to play with, I don't think at all. But yeah, speaking of crying, how about uh, Nick Collison and Kirk Heinrich? That was very cool. satisfying. After that, after uh, Michael Lee got his shot blocked by Hakeem Warwick in 2003, I was very happy to see them crying when I flipped over to ESPN News. I can promise you that. Honestly, I did. I came to kind of like Nick Collison as a pro. I respected him as a pro, but, you know, Kirk Heinrich, again, just the hair alone. Can't can't deal with him whatsoever. Yeah, Beatles
1: Impressions are way way done, man. That that you don't need to do that anymore. Absolutely. Uh, David Paget is not on your list, but he's on mine cuz he made that ugly jumper that, that I couldn't remember his baseline jumper to close down name. the Hearns center the last couldn't game remember his we had name. there. And then then he transfers to Louisville and then somehow inexplicably gets the Louisville head coaching job. It fails so badly. They made it one year, right? He lasted one year as the head coach of Louisville in the, post, right? in the post-Patino like, fallout era. Oh, wow, I had yeah. forgotten that completely. Got that job, got canned. I was happy to see that. How do so you still, manage?
0: How do you only get one year? How is know. that even possible? He no. must have done something weird.
1: I, I think they were just looking for – I mean, they just had to have somebody, and he would take it because he was there, and then they were trying to find somebody that could, could actually do the job. I don't know – but that, was, I mean, that was a dumpster fire there when Patino went down.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? Let's talk about some non-KU basketball people after the break. And by the way, folks, we are going to talk about non-KU basketball people. And by that, I mean some KU football people. <laughs> but no, seriously, i got to first mention Eduardo Nahara. He's probably, when he just tried to murder Keon Dooling, I'm never going to forgive him for that. Oklahoma's Eduardo Nahara.
1: But but also, it was a criminal act. That was Marty McSorley on the basketball court.
0: He definitely could have been arrested. I would have done it for sure. Citizens' I arrest, means, I thought if I, about it. I had it. the means to put out a hit on someone <laughs> at
1: that time, I might have done that. That's,
0: that's exactly right. And our friend our friend Doug, who's in our Mizzou fan mail group, well, he said he had a funny one, too. His least favorite players, I asked for some input there. He said quote, whatever bird like whatever awkward bird like creature playing the five for Illinois. That one made me laugh quite <laughs> a bit because they have had one. quite the run of sort of awkward six foot eleven white dudes. Like Myers Leonard has got to be the best version of that who now plays for the Portland Trailblazers, I believe. Was the
1: one like Young or something, Nick Young or something like that? He was like <sighs> super bird, bird I don't guy. remember.
0: I really don't. They they all sort of other than other than Myers Leonard, they're all the same to me. Yeah. They all have kind of <laughs> blended Together, but you know, I think there's an interesting one. What about Mark Mangino? Not a player. Did we hate him? I hated him at the time. Now I kind of miss him a little bit. I miss
1: the fat man. I hated him because he had that Brad Smith defense. Oh yeah, figured out. And I don't. That, that was just more uh, annoyance. Yeah, yeah. And somehow, I mean, he he was known as an offensive guy, and he was clearly an offensive sure. mind. But he he had this this defense. He played Madden one time and figured out yeah. the QB spies, what he figured yeah, out. And he, yeah, and we, Brad Smith had, just could get no traction against the Mike right. Mangino defenses, and I that was so frustrating. And he was such an easy target with his, you know, just his obvious weight issues. Right. And the For sure. You know, all the, just kind of that blob on the sideline. And it's so funny to me that he by far took KU to the highest ceiling, you know, highest level of accomplishment that I can... That thing is possible for them in bat in football, and that I can remember them ever having. Yeah, definitely. And then for some reason they just ate him up. Like they they just ate their own. F- yeah, football for success sure. it was so weird. Well, apparently
0: they don't allow. They only allow cheating in one sport. That's what we've learned from Kansas. I think that's your explanation. But you know what? I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't hate. Todd Riesing very much, if it weren't for the 2008 game. I just would mostly point and laugh at him if it were 2007, the whole sod Riesing thing. But I'm still mad about that 08 game, to be honest with you. That game broke my heart.
1: The Kerry so. Meyer bomb? The, yeah, Todd you know.
0: Riesing's revenge, basically. Mizzou had a, I don't know if it was, I can't remember that last field goal attempt. We, got a, we marched down the field a little bit, but it was a really long attempt. Can't remember if it was partially blocked, kind of a bad snap or what. But that sucked. Also on that team, a really guy who turned out to be a really good NFL player, obviously, but also a fairly reprehensible human being is Akib Talib. What do you think about him?
1: Uh, I think he's gross.
0: Garbage. He, I'm yeah, with he, you. He <laughs> checks all
1: the terrible boxes for me. He's a Patriot, like went to the Patriots to try to get cheap success there, which is just a low class move. <laughs> obviously. I mean, we can't I, abide by that. I used to, well, so I've, I've come around a little bit on, on Denver. I know I'm that's not going to appeal to cheese fans, but right. with, with lately with drew Locke, I, I just too, kind of honestly. myself, we've like, got our ship. I don't of, even care. Kind of real, like rooting for Denver. But when he was, when it was him and what Chad Harris and the Denver cornerbacks, they're both these two KU guys. I, I just, I hated that. Um, he went to the, to go to the Rams and suck there too. Like he just, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't like that guy. I never have. Yeah. I don't blame you whatsoever.
0: Well, anybody else we need to bring up also? Oh, Jamal Tinsley. There's a guy I inexplicably hated for whatever reason at Iowa State, mostly because I just thought he was overrated. Basically, if I found out long ago, and I'm still even more so this way now, if you're a point guard that can't shoot, you better be Jason Kidd. You better be Magic. You better be really, really freaking good. And obviously, Tinsley was good enough. He hung around the NBA for a while. I just never felt like he was that much of a, a star that he was sort of made out yeah, to he, be. I he, always thought like dueling was better. I think that's probably why I didn't like Tinsley. Dueling was but.
1: certainly better. Um, what about uh, what about Hollis Price? Just a thorn in our side. Like, and I he, not, not he, a guy that could really hate. I was gonna say he wasn't like a hateable, really human good, being, but, but just yeah, just a thorn in your side. We just exactly. couldn't get over that Oklahoma home. Oh,
0: that was. You're right. Good call. Yeah, he that, was a thorn in our side. Yeah, it just really was. Good call. Just tortured us. No, that's a really good call. Yeah, and I also I ended up writing down Mario Chalmers, mostly because he, well, he hit that one shot to kind of win the championship. Yeah, the for lucky that, but... bank
1: shot to get them the, the championship. <laughs> was it a bank? I don't yeah, even remember okay, that. Yeah, he banked but... it in. It was disgusting.
0: Then, of course, I had to write down J.J. Redick, just because you have to. you got to get your, uh, your, your random Duke white guy in there. It's just funny because I wrote down J.J. because I've actually seen him play in person twice. In the NBA, and it's just striking. He does none of the sort of annoying gesturing and whatever this. He just really embraced the the villain mentality when he was at Duke, and in retrospect, that almost makes me kind of like him a little bit. He's like, oh, the heck with if they're gonna hate yeah, me I didn't, anyway. I
1: didn't like him at Duke, but I do like JJ the pro. He's just sort of reinvented himself and got a good podcast forever. too. And he's got. I just like how he's. He's all tatted up now. He's I know. got sleeves. He's hard, and he's got the you know, and he just bangs. He's sleeves. Christian hard. Yeah, yeah. He's just. I, uh-huh. I I like what he's done, and hung around the league. We caught him down in New yep. Orleans. Yep. Just a few months ago. Yeah, in December. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I, I respect him now as a pro. A couple. Some of these guys have redeemed themselves a little bit for me, but but you know, some of them clearly are are irredeemable. That's no question.
0: Without question. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Locked On Mizzou be sure to check out Locked on the NFL Draft for all of you draft nerds who just can't quite get enough of the 2020 draft. So until next time, for Blake, I'm John, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.